Hey, this is Anna East Eden. You're listening to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. As host, I strive for meaningful interviews that are in-depth and fun. Please subscribe to Hollywood and Beyond to receive the latest episodes delivered to your favorite listening device. And don't forget to leave a review or a comment over on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whichever podcasting service you prefer. Your comments and support will help Hollywood and Beyond grow. All of you are appreciated. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond, friends and listeners. This is Stephen Brittingham, your host. Today I am with a lady who started a modeling career only to discover a passion for acting. Her striking appearance is equaled by her inner beauty and talents. Her projects include film and television, commercials, even military and industrial productions. She also devoted herself to her country by serving four years in the Virginia National Guard And it's very clear to me that she seeks out personal growth and new adventures. I'm really looking forward to learning more about her today. So I'd like to go ahead and welcome my guest to the show. Jesse Jensen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. You are most welcome. It's so nice to uh, have you on the show today and be speaking with you. Yes, absolutely. Well... I'll tell you what, you started out uh, modeling and discovered your passion and joy for acting. And uh, before we get into that, I thought I'd ask you, uh, where are you from, Jesse? Well, I was born in Virginia and um, spent most of my years in Chicago area, um, just outside of Chicago, and been around back and forth, all over the place, but um, mostly Chicago. I, I really associate most with the, with Chicago area. So. With Chicago, I see. Mm-hmm. Definitely a Midwest girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so you started modeling, and then you uh, ventured into acting. But how did your interest in modeling first start? It's funny, because... Um, Really, it started with the Army, and I know it sounds weird, but um, before the Army, I was um, heavy set. You know, I, I was unhealthy, I didn't um, eat right, didn't exercise, and um, I wanted to join the Army so that I could support my, my only daughter at the time, um, and or my, my, my daughter and my son, and... Um, so I started working out because I, I had to get to a certain weight and ability at that time. So once I started losing weight, people were, I guess, noticing me. And I had a uh, photographer friend that said, you should be a model. And I was like, 
well, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. You know, I, I was at that point in my life where I was um, like a yes man. Anything that came at me, I was like, let's do it. Why not? You know, life is too short, right? Sure. And um, so I started modeling and um, it kind of branched off from there. And I, I, I got to see myself from a different perspective. Um, I felt more confident about myself. And um, once I started modeling and, and working with different photographers, I started getting, it, it's all kind of intertwined with um, film and, and stuff like that. So uh, I, I met a few actors and, and um, somebody found me on a website and asked me to audition for their film and then they kind of trickle on to film after that. Sounds like one thing led to another. Yeah. And, um, well, that's wonderful that you decided to uh, serve in the uh, Army and to, and for the right reasons. Um, mm-hmm. You had a, a responsibility, and, and, and that was very important to you. And, and then along the way, you realized that, hey, I need to uh, make some uh, personal changes here to better improve myself. And like you said, it was also requirements. Um, and, uh, and then it led into these new opportunities. I'm kind of curious though, when you did start working out, um, and you started to benefit from it, did you also start to benefit from it emotionally and on the inside, not just the, the physical appearance? Well, it's, it's hard to say because when I was, when I was heavier, honestly, I was much more confident than I am now. Um, I think because, you know, on the outside, what, what you see is what you get, really, right? But once you've gained weight and then lost it, I know that a lot of people that have lost weight and stuff um, may have issues with their skin or things like that, and that kind of causes, you know, a little more um, self-confidence issues. So I see. there was a fight there for a little bit, but I think after joining the military and seeing the things that I could do. I mean, I joined the military. I was in basic training during the summer, which is when most of the high school kids go to basic training. So they'll go either between their, um, I think they go right after they graduate or between their um, junior and senior year. So I was in boot camp with like, I think 17, 18 year olds. Um, I was one of the oldest females in the, um, in the, in my basic training. So seeing all these kids that I was like, oh, I'm like twice your age, um, and being able to keep up with them and being able to, um, stand alongside them and be able to do all the things that they were able to, I was like, wow, I, I had no idea I had these abilities that I am capable of these things. And it wasn't until I just, I just head down and barreled through that I was like, you know, because at first I was scared, of course. I was, sure. I was pretty sure I was going to die in basic training. <laughs> oh, no. But, um, it took a lot I, of courage. Really, yeah, yeah. And just basically um, faking it till you make it. That was my biggest thing. I see. Wow. So and, I can only imagine, like you just said, uh, you wondered, wow, I, I'm really standing out here because I'm a little bit older. Um, and you know what? That takes courage to even hang in there, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. 
Wow. And it sounds like you just, um, wow, it sounds like um, you, 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 you started not just a journey into, into uh, artistic projects, but a, a journey to you as a person. And, and losing the oh, yeah. weight didn't make you instantly, you know, uh, better in all ways. Sure, healthier and, and all of those benefits. But you also realized, wow, you know, there's still a lot on the inside that I'm going to have to keep working on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. It was a big improvement in my uh, emotional confidence. And, and it was kind of a struggle for my physical confidence. But um, it all came together eventually, of course. But it takes time. Yes, it does. It definitely takes time. Um, and w- what are, um, you know, what are some of the other uh, overall benefits you um, experience while being in the military? Well, I mean, the, the, the benefits are countless, honestly. I mean, I, 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 I gained brothers and sisters in arms. I gained the ability to work in a team. Um, respect for others and myself, love for my country. Um, and I gained, I think most of it was with my kids, being able to show my kids all of that and have them look up to me and be proud of me. I think that was the biggest thing for me um, as far as games go. Well, and um, Those are wonderful reasons. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And and when it came to, you know, translating into the civilian world, um, for especially for acting in, in, in specific, um, there's a lot of hurry up and wait in the military. And anybody that's been on a set knows exactly what hurry up and wait is. So when I got to, on, you know, being an actor, it was like, it was like, oh, okay, so this is kind of like the military where we just kind of sit around and wait in the ready position, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> it was it was a lot easier for me to become an actor because I know a lot of people, um, a lot of like extras, when you start acting, you start, you know, doing extra work first so you can get kind of the feel of being on set. So when I was on set, I would, um, I would kind of compare the two and I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, easy, and other people would just not be able to hang. They couldn't. They couldn't stay on set for thirteen hours. They couldn't, you know, be quiet for a long period of time or anything like that. It was. It was, you know, a lot of complaining, and I just kind of sat there and enjoyed the quiet and <laughs> went with the ride. It was enjoyable, actually. That's right. Um, well, thank you for those descriptions because extra work is. I think it's very exciting, and it sounds like you would probably agree with that. Uh, definitely a learning experience. Um, you know, uh, you really mentioned um, so many important aspects, though, of, of being on a set, because many folks aren't aware that it can be very long hours, even if you only have a few scenes to film, or even one scene over and over. You could be there, as you said, 12, 13, or more hours, Sometimes you're waiting a long time in between shots, and and so no doubt there was many that complained or decided that, hey, this isn't what I anticipated. This is not for me. But for those that hang in there, it's it's because you, um, I mean, you're really enjoying the overall atmosphere, aren't you? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you it's a it's a true love for the craft when it comes down to it. It's not just, oh, I want to do this as a hobby. It's it's more of a love for the craft that you really do appreciate the art that goes into it, the the different um, dynamics of the team and how everybody kind of comes together. And regardless of how long you're on set, eventually you come up with this beautiful project that can that can change lives, that can shock people, that can influence people. And it's it's a beautiful thing in the end. So I'm more than willing to be a part of it. That's wonderful. I think you have a fantastic approach and attitude there, Jesse. And, um, and, and, and extras are so important to a production, aren't they? They often get overlooked, but, I mean, being an extra can be very exciting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, they, they bring the realism to everything. I mean, yes. we're all just, you know, re, um, recreating reality. So if you don't have the extras, and I've been, I've been on sets that didn't have enough extras or extras at all, and, it, you know, you have a lot of blank space, you have... Um, just it just doesn't seem like it was real. So you need the extras. You need all of those people, and, and it gives you a better atmosphere. And you know, I, I just I really do I appreciate extra work, and I, I appreciate everybody that is, has ever worked on a um, a project with me. And I appreciate those that I've worked with as an extra. So it's yeah, they do get looked over for sure. And I'm sure they appreciate you, too. No doubt about it. Well, I also learned that uh, you have a bachelor's degree in business. Is this correct? I do. I do. Wow. So talented, smart, athletic. Um, uh, you have a long list of um, admirable um, qualities about yourself. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I started going to school... Oh, a long time ago. And, um, of course, to also better myself, this was prior to actually joining the military. Um, so while I was, I was joining the military and going to basic training and all that, I was actually in school um, at the same time with two children on my own. Um, and I started, I got my associate in business admin. And then... Um, realized, oh, just kidding, that's not going to really help me very much in the, the world right now because, you know, it's like a diploma these days, unfortunately. Sure. So I had to, um, you know, go to school for a little longer, and I ended up taking seven years to get a bachelor in business admin. And, um, you know, any single mom that has to work a full-time job and go to school can relate here. And that was the most difficult and trying times of my life, but the most rewarding. And, and like I said, it all comes back to my children. Um, they drive me, and they have always um, been my cheerleaders and, and my reason to give them a, you know, a good role model because that, like, if I didn't do any of that, then they wouldn't see the value in school. So. Well, that is wonderful, and it sounds like being a mom is your is your most cherished role of all. I would say. It is. It absolutely is. And let me tell you, I am a dad of one son, 
And uh, I cannot believe that he's now 17, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Tell me about it. Uh, I'm still adjusting, but I'll tell you what, uh, the most joyful and amazing experience of my life. And like you said, it, it drives you to excel and to do better. And, and I think that is just a beautiful approach you have. And I'm sure that they will benefit from your approach as well. I'm sure you're going to be a wonderful role model for them, just from what I know about you. Um, I mean, I've only talked with you a little bit, and I'm, you've already really inspired me in so many ways. I thank you for that. Um, but I did want to ask you, Jesse, so when you um, made the transition from modeling to acting and you got to experience both, so looking back on, on both experiences at this moment, what are some of the biggest differences that you see between the two. <laughs> okay, or is the list um, too long? <laughs> well, the biggest difference was that um, being a model, everyone has this idea of a model. I think because of the media and stuff, you, you see all these perfect Photoshop pictures of these, you know, perfectly proportioned people that, most likely in person, they're really not that proportioned. Right. But we have in our minds this ideal. And um, after a while of modeling, um, I think I was kind of obsessing over that a little bit. And I think, you know, a lot of people end up doing that. I think a lot of um, male and female models kind of start doing that. And you start comparing yourself and you, you realize that, you know, a lot of people were telling me that I was too short or I was too heavy or um, I was too old for modeling and stuff. And I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, you're, you're not, I mean, um, especially now because, um, you know, people are appreciating different sizes, ages, you know, ethnicities and everything. But um, I the, the biggest thing was that I just felt like I had to be perfect all the time. And that might've been just a personal thing for me. But, um, when the, I became an actor and I, I realized, you know, all this emotion was involved and so much more depth was involved with just, just, you know, being in front of the camera. Um, I realized that when you're, when you're an actor, you have, you're, you're becoming a, a, another person that's real, that, the viewers can associate with. It's not trying to model somebody's clothes and make somebody's clothes look beautiful. It's being a human and being able to associate with the audience. So it's not going to matter how, you know, heavy you are or whatever. You're going to fit the role in some project somewhere. And um, so it kind of broadened my horizons as far as projects that I could work on. I mean, I've done like, you know, Dollar Tree modeling and um, modeling for uh, patio furniture and stuff like that, which is it was a lot of fun and um, it was worth every moment that I did do it. But honestly, once I started acting, I didn't even really look back at modeling. You were enjoying the you were enjoying the the depth of acting, weren't you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I honestly, <laughs> I had a very soldier mindset for the longest time. Um, and I, I mean that as in like, 
I didn't stop to feel. I just did what I knew I had to do. I was focused on the task at hand. There was nothing that was going to get in my way. Um, when it when the times got hard, I would, you know, get stronger and I would, you know, work on things harder. And I wouldn't stop to feel. I would just... I would just keep going because I had to. I mean, you ha- you wake up in the morning, you got to get ready for the you know with the kids, for making breakfast, getting to school or daycare, go to work, come back home, um, get them dinner and get them in bed after you know taking a bath and everything, and then you have to start like nine ten o'clock at night to to do homework for college, and you're doing that till one o'clock in the morning, so you have to wake up in the morning at like six o'clock in the morning, you know. So um, it's just a constant constant thing where you just don't have a time to really feel. And when I started acting, I realized that I, I was horrible at feeling as a human. I, I actually learned so much as, um, as, in, as far as emotion goes. I, I learned more about showing emotion, feeling emotion, living in the moment, and just slowing down because that was a big thing for me. It was almost, acting was almost therapeutic for me, I would say. I really enjoyed that answer. Thank you for sharing that. A lot of self-discovery and and a gateway to your emotions that you weren't even really aware that all of them were there. That's quite a discovery. Yeah. And I imagine when it comes to training, you probably first experienced some of those emotions when you had to do maybe a scene in a class and you were like, wow, I'm really feeling all kinds of things here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you start seeing how people view you from the outside as well. Like, cause you have to kind of see how you're portraying a character from the audience's view and how your subtle nuances can show certain emotions. So it's, it, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, honestly. It sure is. And, and your training, speaking of training, um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your training experience? With acting? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. I had the privilege of sitting in on a few classes with John Pilata. Um, he is known as the actor's whisperer. Um, and being able to work with him was very, um, very interesting because he was able to pull out emotions from certain events in your life or help you to, you know, kind of conjure up these feelings and emotions necessary for the certain type of emotion that you need in each scene. And um, that was that was very, very exciting for me. Uh, I, I trained, my very first um, acting coach was Marlon Hargrave, and, and he was just, like a fountain of, of knowledge. It was, it was incredible. Uh, I worked with him very closely on my first project, um, employee of the year, um, by Charles Farmer. And he helped me basically go through acting boot camp, is what I called it. Cause he just kind of gave me all this information and I was soaking it up like a sponge. And, you know, he helped me, you know, see different things in different films and different um, acting techniques, and um, we would do a lot of improv on, on um, improv nights, and oh man, that was the best. So um, I think that is very pivotal for most 
actors, for any actors, to do improv. It's very, very necessary, and I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, I also, once I moved up to Michigan, I trained with uh, Hugh Gall at the Actors Lost, and he is just amazing. He's got a lot of um, tips, tricks, and procedures, really. I mean, he's got things broken down very simply and um, very easy for people to learn. And he's got a curriculum that's just, he's um, very detailed with, and he's got a lot of exercises that, you know, kind of throw you off sometimes, but once you go through them and by the end of the class, you're like, oh my gosh, you're like, He's smacking your forehead. That makes complete sense now, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been very, very, very privileged to have just wonderful acting coaches in my life and trained with. And I think, honestly, every production that I've been on, I'm trained. That's how I look at it. You know, every every production you have, if you're not learning something, if you're not growing a little bit with every production, you're not paying attention, honestly. So... Um, I think that's a part of my training as well. Well said. You you keep learning. You keep training even when you're working. <laughs> and that's a wonderful okay. approach. Um, it's actually an approach that I take. So we can uh, connect on that definitely because um, every time I go, well, you know, what did I learn from my last interview? Or what did I learn from my last experience on an artistic project? So the next time I just take that with me and I just keep learning and learning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and I keep in mind, you know, one thing that I heard, I don't remember where I heard it from, but uh, um, somebody said once, you're only as good as your last performance. And I feel like that's, I don't know if, you know, some people might interpret it in certain ways, but for me, it was, you know, constantly improve with every project that you do improve. And, you know, the next performance that somebody sees, put 110% in it and, and, and make sure it's your best at that time, because the next one's going to be just, you know, even better. And, and, it just helps me keep driving towards bettering myself. I'm never going to be, com- you know, completely comfortable with my acting skills. I'm always going to want to improve. And um, that's what drives me for sure. And that's what's going to help propel you to, to excellence in, in your upcoming projects. I have no doubt about it. You have an excellent approach um, in, cre- in creating a character. So my question to you is this. When you started to learn about these emotions you had that you weren't aware within you, was it hard for you to tap into them, or did they just kind of fly out when you started acting and, you know, creating characters? Oh, it was, it was difficult. Acting is not easy. And, you know, every actor out there, every, every person that's tried acting, you know, kudos to you because you're, you're amazing to be able to tap into these emotions and show them when society has taught us to hide our feelings 90% of the time, you know, we've, we've been brought up to not cry in public and it's, we need emotion. That's what humans are about. That's what makes us human is emotion. (laughs) So that's right. You know, yes. And tap into it. It was very, very difficult for me to do that in the beginning. And, you know, I, I honestly, I think, you know, 
every bit of, of experience and anything that's led me to this situation now that I just, I'm just glad that acting came into my life, honestly. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, and I'm going to definitely be following your career, no doubt about it, and your projects. Um, and speaking of projects, your most recent project, um, would you let the listeners know what that would be? Um, let's see. We are still working on uh, Nain Rouge. A lot, of, a lot of hype is going on about that right now. Um, it's called Devil's, Devil's Night, Donovan Nain Rouge. Um, it's with Sam Logan Clagey and Kyla Films. And I play Billie Jean Finnick. She's an officer um, in a small town. And some things go kind of crazy. She's actually a veteran. And she comes back home and joins the police force and finds out about some things going on that are kind of not looking right. So she, she goes to investigate. And, um, I see. yeah, you're going to have to see it keep up with that and yeah sounds uh, we exciting have we have meet and greets going on um and if you want to follow the kyber films page on facebook you're more than welcome to to keep um keep up to date on all that and see when the, when the next meet and greet is or you know we have i don't know like little posters and stuff to sign and photos and a red carpet and a lot of fun being able to see everybody that that comes together and 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 in Detroit area is just amazing. I would love um, to see it. Sounds very exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, some other recent projects would include um, Dark Iris. That's been um, on Amazon. That's with uh, I-71 Movies and Ghost Entertainment. And you can look it up on, on Amazon. I think they might be remastering it. Don't quote me on it, but I Okay. You can check on that. But and is this where you played a Russian agent? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> very exciting. Uh, yeah, it was very, it was very, very fun. Um, a wonderful, wonderful director and cast, and I mean the crew. Everybody was just on top of it. I think it was. A, it was a great experience. It was two weeks of filming, I think, and um, yeah, just honestly, it went pretty, went very smoothly, I think, and um, everybody came together as a great team. That's great. Um, another film that I worked on is Harley Wallen's Into a Dark Mind, and um, you can follow that on Facebook as well. All of these are on Facebook. They have Facebook pages that you can follow. Uh, Into a Dark Mind was a a thriller, and um, it was very, very fun working on that set. I I was a victim. It's funny because I went from being an assassin to being a victim <laughs> of. Oh my! Yeah. So uh, that was a challenging um, transition because I'm, you know, I'm very soldier-minded, mm-hmm. and here I am, you know, being this helpless. Um, young woman, and, and it's just it's very uh, very different. It was a very different role. So. Mm, sounds very interesting and challenging for you, um, no doubt oh, yeah. about it. Absolutely. 
Well, I'll tell you what, your yeah. military background, um, obviously that can impact maybe some roles that you might be offered to audition or even you seek out. Um, so I think that's great. Um, however, um, I'm sure that you also want to find roles that are not associated with that. I mean, am I correct about that or does it not really matter to you? Um, I mean, I think honestly, I wouldn't want to be typecasted. I, I, I would love to have the opportunity. And I think most actors would love to show their the dynamics they have and the abilities that they have as an actor sure. to be able to portray different characters and not just be typecasted in one kind of genre, I guess. Uh, I did, um, I do have a few other little projects coming up. I don't want to, you know, speak too in detail about them, but th sure. there are different roles coming up for me that are very exciting and very different from, you know, being the badass killer and, you know, um, <laughs> a victim. So, yeah, so definitely. Wow, that's very exciting. And you have uh, also worked on television projects. And is that correct as well? Yes, actually. Uh, on Legends and Lies, the uh, Bill O'Reilly's Fox News channel, Legends and Lies, um, I play Verena Davis, and that's Jefferson Davis's wife. This was a period piece, of course, so uh, long set hours on, you know, a lot of large costumes and mm. tight corsets and big <laughs> hair and <laughs> yes. um, it was a wonderful experience. Um, the production was just so well organized and filming was beautiful, getting to work with all the amazing actors. Um, I've seen some pictures of you. Um, and it looks like you're having a great time, you know, in costume. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are a few times I couldn't breathe in the corset, and not going to lie. But it was... <laughs> It was a lot of fun. It really well, was. hey, Jesse, it makes you wonder how these women did it all these years ago, right? <laughs> I mean, how did they get yeah. through the day? I, I honestly don't know. I I couldn't function all day in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You, I probably would have stayed inside the house in like, a big room <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes, or or head out west and become a, a cowgirl where you don't have to worry about these kind of things. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow, that's very exciting. Now, do you usually work in one particular state or area overall? No, actually, when I was filming the uh, Legends and Lies, I had just moved out to Michigan, and I would travel out to Virginia pretty often to film. And um, I see. And that's because I was living in Virginia prior to moving. And uh, I just happened to make a good connection there and... So, yeah, I, I don't mind the, the, the travel at all. I, I definitely have no problem doing that. I've, I've worked in Columbus, Ohio. and Not far from me. I'm here in Cincinnati, yeah. for those that don't oh, know. There you go. My hometown. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you. And there's a lot of film production in the city. Um, and I'll tell you what, Jesse, isn't it amazing for an actor, like, especially in your situation, I mean, uh, 
it seems like the surrounding states, there's a lot of opportunities, especially in Georgia, as I'm sure you know, in Atlanta, it's just booming. It's like the Hollywood of the of the Midwest South area. It's just amazing, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I should hopefully be going out there pretty soon here um, to Atlanta, and and I can't, I cannot wait to go out there. I, I know that uh, a couple of large productions are being filmed out there, and um, being able to be around that just, I feel like, would be super inspiring and um, you know, load me up with lots of energy for sure. Well, I hope that you will come back and update uh, me and the listeners on your future projects because you've been a, a wonderful guest today. Thank you. Absolutely will. And I did want to ask you, uh, is there a like dream role, or let's put it this way, I'm sure you have maybe a long list or a, a, a lot of roles you'd like to play, but is there a certain type of role where you go, wow, I hope I get the opportunity to audition for, let's say it's a struggling alcoholic, or let's say maybe it's a a, a, a strong leader, uh, or, or I mean, is there any kind of character that's very appealing to you right now that you haven't experienced? Um, well, it's kind of funny that you said that because um, when I was going over like my past projects and things that I've done in the past, um, it's funny because I, I, I'm a firm believer that you, when you, when you put something out into the world, into the atmosphere, it's going to come back at you. So it's, you know, if you put good things out in the atmosphere, it's, you know, good things are going to come back at you. So back in September of 2014, I put out there that I wanted to be, you know, this badass gun shooting, you know, Resident Evil type Tomb Raider female, right? Uh-huh. Well, se- uh, around September of 2016 is when I got the role of the assassin for oh, okay. Um, and, you know, it was, it was funny because that's very similar to what I had put out there in the, in the uh, atmosphere. And, um, I did, you know, for a long time, I did want to do um, a comedy, like a comedic role. I do still want to. Um, comedy is very, very difficult. Very difficult. It's one of the hardest, um, I think, genres of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, because your timing has to be right. You know, your your inflection, your everything's got to be right. Um, so that's one I would definitely love to, to have the opportunity to do. Another one would be... Um, Uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a great break. Oh, there's, there's so many to choose from, isn't there? <laughs> I know. A comedic role, for sure. And then, uh, like, a girl interrupted. Oh, okay. Psychotic kind of feel. Like, yeah. that, yeah. I feel... And, and I, I, I can see, you know, the opportunity of doing, a, a, like, a drug addiction or something like that would also yes. be um, yes. an interesting... Because you really have to... I would say you'd have to do definitely method acting for that. It, it's mm-hmm. very, a very deep, um, very serious. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people that have played those type of roles um, or serial killer type roles where you have to dive mm-hmm. in super deep and, and dig into those demons that um, it can really, <laughs> some people can, mm-hmm. you know, really mess with their own minds doing that type of, you know, character study. But, um, those would definitely be some, some challenging fun roles to attack. 
Well, they sound uh, very challenging and and interesting, no doubt about it. Uh, in fact, many of them would require a lot of research. Uh, you know the value of research an actor can bring to a role. I, I don't know if you know this, Jesse, but I'm also an actor. And the reason I bring this up is just to share with you quickly one of the roles that I would love to portray uh, is actually very similar to you, uh, someone with addiction problems, whether it's drug or alcohol. I, I really think that would be very challenging and, and hopefully make something meaningful of it. But I've always wanted to portray a detective who maybe is obsessed in tracking down a, a serial killer or, or what have you. I just think that would be very fascinating to play a character that's driven to such a, you know, extremes. And, um, mm-hmm. so, but the reason I bring this up is it's, it's fun to think about future possibilities, isn't it? And, and, and then try to be ready when they come along. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't have a dream, then you don't really have much to work for. So, I think everybody, once you've reached your little goal or your big goal or your dream, then make another one and keep working for it for, you know, however long it takes. Well said. And you have a lot of adventure in your heart, um, from what I can tell, because you do you have all kinds of skills, Jesse. Well, first of all, it sounds like you're a super mom, but second of all, kickboxing. <laughs> yeah, I did that for a little bit. That was fun. I did a little bit of um, Hapkido and, and, you know, combative training in, in military. And um, I think I, I learned the most, though, when I did um, hand-to-hand, like, for, for film, I did a girl-on-girl short film. It's called uh, Girl-on-Girl. And um, I think that was with Channel 757. And the... The fight choreographer that I worked with, um, Tony Wade, he was amazing, and we rehearsed a lot. I worked with, like, uh, Julian Johnson. She's, like, an an amazing martial artist. She's just a freaking badass, gorgeous, and just is just amazing with martial arts. And being able to go hand-in-hand with her was just, like, my head just blew up. So... Oh, wow. Um, I, I think I learned a lot more with, with the fight choreography on set. In, and also with Dark Iris, I did fight choreography on there as well. And, um, yeah, I was very, very fortunate to have all of that, for sure. Well, uh, my brief experience with action uh, scenes was actually on the stage in the production of Treasure Island, where I got beat up by three or four pirates. But let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you, though, I had some fun taking a few of them down. And and I I told myself, you know, there really is a lot more to it than people might realize. The choreography of of an action scene isn't there. It has to be very precise or someone's going to get really hurt or it's going to look sloppy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on Name Rouge, I honestly, I got kicked in the stomach so hard I couldn't breathe. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, the the um, the fight choreographer was actually the one that was uh, that I was fighting. He was the one that taught me to fight. And then, um, you know, just in the intenseness of, of living in the moment and, you know, with costume and everything, it just everything kind of happens really fast. And really hard <laughs> and really bad. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. So there was a lot of truth in that fight. There was definitely a lot of truth in that fight. Well, I have a feeling you're going to experience all kind of possibilities. So. And 
and that has a lot to do with your perspective and your passion and your sincerity and so I have a tr- tremendous admiration for you already. I did c- come across something else that's interesting. So we discussed action, but uh, ballroom dancing. So um, you've taken classes in this. Is that right? Yes, I did. I had the <laughs> wow. wonderful opportunity. Okay, so I am a very clumsy person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am very accent prone. And so... <laughs> I was like, okay, seriously, if I need to be on camera, I need to be a little more graceful. And so I took some um, some dance classes, and I, uh, what do we do? We did some salsa, um, jazz, tango, and um, I did that with my my ex husband. He was he was a great dancer too. So we did a lot. Of, we we did all the acting, the dancing together, and oh man, it was a it was a wonderful experience and you can ask wow. uh Linda Mylock she actually she compared me to a baby fawn when I was trying to dance oh my <laughs> like I just could not it oh, was so wow. funny like I like my legs my ankles were wobbling I looked like Ooh. freaking was bad but I think I think I came around I think Good. I came around Good. I think I was a little more graceful um but yes uh Scott and Melinda Mylock, they were amazing teachers and um, very patient, very funny, very energetic, and just a beautiful couple to work with, for sure. Well, thank you for sharing everything such as that uh, with me today. Uh, once again, it's been a true delight speaking with you. I'm so glad that um, uh, I was able to have you as a guest on the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. It really is. If uh, folks are listening out there and they don't know much about you, I'm sure there's a bunch that do. But let's say they don't, but they are more curious about you now. Is there a way for them to look you up on social media or a website to go to? Yes, actually, I have a website. It's uh, Uh My Facebook is Jesse Jensen. It's pretty simple. Twitter, I think, is Jesse Jensen actor. Snapchat is Jesse dot Jensen. And um, I think that's it. Instagram is Jesse Jensen as well. I see. Oh, and, and Facebook page, my right? Facebook page is, my Facebook, the fan page is, I think, Jesse Jensen 03. Yes. So you, so you can be found all over the place. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, I'm on everything. I can't <laughs> keep up with it, but it's almost impossible. <laughs> and now you're on Hollywood and Beyond. <laughs> I know. Look at that. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to share some photos of you the, that you said that would be okay to do. And 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 I'm very excited to share uh, more information about you on, on my show's uh, social media pages. And thanks once again, Jesse. Um, I'm already looking forward you know, to a return that I hope will happen one day. That would be awesome. I would be very, very fun. Thank you for, for having me, and I look forward to the next one. Well, thank you so much. And to all the listeners out there, thank you for listening to my interview today with this remarkable lady. 
I'll tell you what, when we try new things and take on new adventures, we can learn a lot about ourselves in the process, including the realization that, you know what, it is a journey that we experience. And um, I hope that whatever project you are working on out there, that good things are happening for you as well. Well, this is host Stephen Brittingham, feeling very fortunate to have so many amazing uh, individuals like my guest today, Jesse Jensen. Um, I'll tell you what, it's one of the reasons why I love being a host so much. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Hi, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. Do you happen to have a question or a comment for me? Or perhaps you feel that you might make an interesting guest here on Hollywood and Beyond. Whatever your reason may be, please feel free to contact me anytime directly at the show's official email address. That would be Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. <music>